Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steven Larson. And of course, this is News Beef. Uh, I don't have one of my fancy intros today because it's Monday. Uh, I wrote one. I got one. Oh, you did? You did? Okay, here. I'll, I'll yeah. go ahead and read this. I'll probably, I'm probably not going to actually like do a thing for it, but uh, here we go. Today on Going In Raw, News Brief Beef. Uh, Seth shoots on WWE's long-term booking. Jericho hits the road. Actually, Seth shot on fans. <laughs> Jericho hits the road. R.I.P. Kamala. And we're going to preview tonight's Monday Night Raw. But first, we've got breaking news on who is, what is retribution. Larson, what's in the news? So good job. I love that. It's a good intro. Oh, thank you. After retribution brought the chaos, well, kind of. Somebody brought a, a chainsaw. A mother effing what? chainsaw. Yeah, exactly. To the end of this week's or last week's SmackDown, speculation ran rampant on wrestling Twitter, on internet, as far as who were under those ski masks this past Monday. Saw names like Vanessa Bourne, Chelsea Green, uh, and then a bunch of other wild speculation. But, according to Wrestling Observers, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer himself, don't count on any, on any of the wrestlers who showed up as Retribution on SmackDown to actually be in Retribution. This is what he said. Uh, on uh, uh, Sunday night's main event, I believe, transcripts from Cultaholic. Quote, I, not Larson, Dave Meltzer, I was outright told the people under the mask are not the people who will be playing the character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wrestling Inc. adds that, quote, it's been reported that members of the Retribution stable are being kept close to the vest by top WWE officials will not be immediately revealed. Uh, There's no word yet on how long they plan to go without revealing the men and women behind the mask. So we speculate about all this. I believe uh, I, th- I said it would be a 90% turnover. Um, so of the five people we saw in the ring on SmackDown, I guess I guess one, that would be 80%, might actually be in the faction. Yeah. But uh, I'm guessing the reason, they're, hold, they're, they're keeping the names close to their vests because they don't know who's going to be in it. Yeah. Um, so I guess the question is, uh, on Friday, SmackDown, uh, should we take that as any indication, the possibility of any of those people actually being in this faction? I think it's absolutely possible that Vanessa Bourne will be in the faction. On the other hand, Retribution suggests there is a past wrong, and that might indicate that there are people who have been wronged that we have seen on TV before, so maybe that's not the case. Although, they did suggest that... Was this Meltzer? I forget who, was, who said this. The, uh, the bit about them having her intentionally sort of put her hair out uh, uh, to 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 make sure people understood that it was a woman attacking another woman. I think it was the Jesse Jesse Kamea thing, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and not like guys attacking her. Um, so maybe the fact that they allowed her hair to be shown does indicate that she might actually be in the group. But although I could see them being like, ah, it doesn't matter. Um, let me ask you this, dude. What's the what's the best? What is the is there is there a way to salvage this thing? 
with with good creative, there's got to be right. This because this on Friday was stupid. Um, it was ta- it was terrible. It was terrible on Friday. I, I guess. I mean, if if the the motivation is good, if from this point on they're booked to be a legitimate threat to you know the stability of WWE, which I guess seems to be their mo. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just like cutting some ring ropes and, and spray painting some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like they really gotta, they really gotta be a paradigm shift, uh, in the world of WWE without that, uh, it's going to come off as like a, a, a lower mid card storyline, regardless who's in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, short of them, uh, coming out either during or after the main event of SummerSlam and just destroying everything, it's going to be a letdown. If it's, I mean, the bar is basically Nexus. If they don't uh, top Nexus, it's going to be a letdown, essentially, or at least you know meet their debut when they destroy the ringside area, beat a bunch of people. If 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 they come out and you actually have like during the 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 reveal, the unmasking, and they do something horribly violent, you know, like and it ends up being Champa, let's say Dijak. Um, I don't know that it's going to be those guys, but let's say it's like like a dream lineup, right? Yeah. And their motivations are based and are rooted in stuff that we've seen. So we actually get some semblance that, hey, we've, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. It could be something this to me. This is probably too silly. But if it's Champa, for example, and he says uh, something that relates to, to NXT, hey, you book me to get I, I put in I literally risked my neck for you guys. And the way you respond to that is you bring in this flash in the pan. And send me packing in six minutes at that last takeover, wherever their match was. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe they'll have something if it's a really, really well delivered promo. And if he does something really shockingly like bad to like Randy Orton, who's like right now the scariest man in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. If it's something along those lines, that I could see them salvaging it. But honestly, like it, it's such a it's such a departure from what we saw on Friday that I I don't know that that's gonna that <clears throat> I mean. It, it'll be like, okay, cool, this is cool. It has nothing to do with what we saw on Friday because that's not what happened on Friday. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. I, I think that there's a way you can salvage the general idea of, of people attacking WWE. As it was presented on Friday, to me, it, it after further reflection, it really just came off as like like borderline comedy act. It yeah. was just so there was that guy spray painting and nothing was coming out of the spray paint can. Yeah, I know. I know. That was terrible. Like the, whole, the whole idea of someone taking the chainsaw out and cutting the ropes is just so comical. It was funny. And it was it like was a funny. cheesy little chainsaw that was like, yeah, yeah it was it was bad. It um, was bad. So. Uh, so, yeah. it. And the other thing that that is interesting is the idea that and, and you called this perfectly. It's going to ace and it's an aces and eight situation where. You had and granted, aces and eights. I think is at this point fondly remembered in the end because they did some cool stuff with them. Yeah, but like, and so that's still a possibility. Like, you can still have a positive outcome here. Um, but that, I mean, that being said, even with aces and eights, even if they were getting like you know local talent or just guys in the back to put on the mask, knowing full well there are still big dudes out there. They looked like aces and eights. I did. I didn't. I wasn't watching live but I remember watching some footage back of it when it showed them and they weren't like a bunch of tiny people. And that was like one of the things like these guys don't even look threatening. And that's what, that's all you want. If they're going to act threatening, they should look threatening. And that's another issue with having stand-ins for now, you know, like on SmackDown. Yeah. They're all relatively smaller competitors, but on tonight on raw, let's say there's another attack or whatever. And it's like five dijacks. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like that's this would be a massive disconnect if if you have no idea who's going to be in it, and then week to week, you know, like the size of people change and it's mm-hmm. noticeable. Mm-hmm. Or even if you have the same stand-ins for a month, and then at the at the unveiling, it's it's five dijacks. Yeah, it's going to seem weird unless unless it's a situation where like it is like some people have suggested WWE's version of the Dark Order, where you know you've got. A couple of big dudes come out, and these little people are just their little minions or whatever, and they'll check them, which I still don't see as like being cool. But I mean, I'm willing to give it a chance. I mean, I, I had sort of a mini conversation with uh, Louis Dangor over there at, uh, mm-hmm. at Wrestle Talk, uh, and uh, and he was saying, you know, I kind of see Seth's point, which we're going to talk about here in a second. You know, when when people saw the 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 puppets for the Fiend, you know, they kind of crapped on that, and then the Fiend ends up being like one of the coolest things around. 
I remember thinking that was actually kind of like the puppet thing. I was like, oh, wow, okay. This this could be interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, if, if, there is a, if there is a disconnect between, like, if there's a disconnect between what we just saw and then all of a sudden there's these, like, five huge jack dudes and it's like, well, that wasn't the guys. If it ends up being cool, then I'll, then I'll be honest. For me, all is forgiven. If it ends up being cool, because, like, what do yeah, I get? Yeah, it's a like, if, though. It's a massive. It's issue. a pretty big if because again, I don't give WWE the benefit of the doubt because they haven't earned that from me. Yep. But uh, but I hope it's cool. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, anyway, speaking of uh, somebody who hopes he's cool, is Seth Rollins. <laughs> uh, during an appearance on the Gorilla Position podcast, Seth Rollins spoke about something that's commonly lacking from WWE's product, and that is, of course, long-term booking. Uh, here's what the Monday Night Messiah had to say. These transcripts, courtesy of What Culture. He said this, in the age of instant gratification, immediately this is off the rails, audiences don't have the patience for long-term storytelling. When you can binge watch your favorite series in two days, as opposed to two months, it creates a different precedent for how we intake our entertainment. We are consuming our entertainment differently, and wrestling is not immune to this shift. We have to adapt as well to keep up with our audiences. Now there's, in my opinion, end quote, there is a massive difference between number one. He's right when he says there is a different precedent for how we intake our entertainment. That's totally Definitely. true. Absolutely, hundred percent. That has zero to do, nothing at all to do with long-term storytelling. Because even if you can binge watch shows, shows have multi-seasons, so yeah. like multiple seasons. So, for example, when I watch the first series, uh, the the first season of a show that we're both that we both like, Ozark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, wow. But then you have to wait another year. You, you watch the entire thing in 48 hours or yeah. in, in, you know, in 12 hours or however many, like 12 episodes in 12 hours. You have to wait a year then. Yeah. You have to wait 365 and a half days. Sometimes longer. Sometimes longer to binge the next 12 hours. Yeah. So, no, audiences do appreciate long-term storytelling. How we intake entertainment does not relate to how yeah, we appreciate and, long-term and, and storytelling. The, using the TV series uh, analogy, too, I mean, that, 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 if anything, that strengthens the argument that people want long-term, long-form storytelling. Because they yeah, don't... people are so excited about watching a whole season of, of Dark or Ozark or whatever on Netflix. They'll sit in front of their TV and dedicate a day or a day and a half or two days to watch the whole thing in one stretch. I think he's equating long-term storytelling with actual time <laughs> as opposed to like narrative development, you right. know? Yeah. You know, because 22 episodes, you know, if like a broadcast series or 10 or 12 for a Netflix series, uh, you know, that's about 10 hours of content. If you want to extrapolate that out to WB programming, that's 10 weeks. That's two and a half months mm-hmm. for a wrestling story. I wouldn't necessarily consider that long form storytelling. Mm, right. Yeah, you know, from my my mind, like Naito story, winning the both the titles at at Wrestle Kingdom, that's long form storytelling. That's years, yeah, but years. Here's the thing: I'll even I'll even take the I'll even I'll play devil's advocate here. That could be considered too long. I, oh, I could, definitely that definitely. could be good. All dude, all I'm asking for at this point is a blueprint like we've seen with Champa and Gargano. Dude, it's not like these guys were like top stars when they initiated this storyline. Triple H saw that they both had potential to be huge mm-hmm. single stars, saw mm-hmm. an opportunity based on their relationship. And we've sort of seen something similar play out on NXT with two other guys with a history, and that's Keith Lee and Don and, and Dijak. And yeah. I'm assuming that they can continue to tell those that story, you know, assuming those guys are are, are in the same orbit for a while. But we saw that over the span of two years, spanning multiple takeovers with these two guys, and it took multiple twists and turns. And unfortunately, Champa was injured before they could really like give us an ultimate payoff. But my God, there was enough just amazing storytelling happening yeah. there within the umbrella of WWE. That stuff is totally possible. You can do it. Is. It. it is. But guess what? It doesn't happen when the man who's in charge of that particular show is ripping up scripts the day of filming. That's why it doesn't happen. Yep. Yep. So, no, it's not on the fans. We love long-term storytelling. Yeah. 
It has nothing to do with the patience of the fans. It has all to do with the patience of his boss. Right. I don't think his boss has the patience for long-term storytelling. I mean, like the, the probably the best long-term story WWE is doing right now with Sasha versus Bailey. Yeah, and a lot of that's because they seem hesitant to actually move on to the next phase, the feud phase between the two of them, um, for whatever reason. It seemed like they had a, a several uh, instances where they could have went forward, even going back as far as when, when Bailey shouted at Sasha, "Sasha, you ain't shit!" Like two years ago, mm-hmm. um, they could have went with the feud then. Didn't mm-hmm. do it. They ended up winning the tag titles. Uh, and it, their story seems to be building to that, but they're in absolutely no hurry to get to that point. So and part I, of that might be the pandemic. Part of it might be waiting for uh, shows in front of fans again. They're in no hurry. No, I hurry. I will actually give them. They, I I do think that with Sasha and Bailey, there are some concrete. There is some concrete evidence that they have realized that Pritchard or McMahon or whoever has, re- or maybe even maybe. You know, when Sasha talks about WWE having faith in them to take over, mm-hmm. that might mean they are being granted, Sasha and Bailey, they might be given the benefit of the doubt by Bruce and Vince to mm-hmm. book their own path. I could see that as a possibility, but it does feel like in that situation, they are actually executing a proper long-term storytelling. We saw that just this past week on, uh, was it Raw? When Sasha goes to Bay, when Sasha was a SmackDown or Raw, when Sasha books that match, uh, when when Sasha was like, "Hey," she goes Smackdown backstage. Friday, yeah, it was yeah. on SmackDown, wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, and Sasha is now starting to do the stuff that Bailey did to her. Oh, three sorry, m- no, it was on Raw. It was on Raw. Okay, on yeah, because I'm yeah, SmackDown yeah, a big turd, so that was on Raw. Um, Sasha is now now that she has the Raw Women's Title, mm-hmm. she's starting to treat Bailey the same way Bailey was treating her when she didn't. And it's like, oh, there's some role reversal here. That's some development. Yep. And this is, at, at the very least, months in the making. And yeah, originally that story they wanted to tell with these two, they, it was like a very stop and start uh, a stop and start thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. now that they've actually gone through with the Bailey heel turn, Sasha's back, they're best friends. They're able to use that old the, the old story with them, the, the real life story with them losing their tag titles. Now they're on a roll. That's actually some really good storytelling going yeah, on been. here. It has been. Because the, the dynamics are always changing. With Seth himself in his storyline, there did seem to be vast, like large swaths of time where it felt like the same six people were mixing up in his storyline over and over again. Well, where, and he has to go out there and drop essentially the same promo week after week. Week after week after week. And... It, it that that stuff doesn't really work for me because I'm like ah, I think I'm just gonna get the same promo here as opposed to things constantly evolving. Now maybe once they do the blow off with Dominic at SummerSlam, which I'm actually looking forward to that match, mm-hmm. um, you know it'll move in a direction where we'll get some more like development. But I, 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 I you can't put it on the fans, and Seth always does that. He always yeah. puts it on the fans, and that torpedoed his face turn. Yep. <laughs> so yep. It's not always the fans, man. Nope. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that. And find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, yeah. Fozzie, it's back on the road. Larson, what's going on with this? Yeah, so uh, Chris Jericho faced some social media backlash over this past weekend after news broke that his band Fozzie played a couple shows with fans in attendance over the weekend in South Dakota, uh, given that we're in the midst of a global pandemic, 
you know, maybe putting on concerts isn't the best idea. Uh, Jericho, though, responded to the criticism on his latest Saturday Night Special saying, uh, and these transcripts are from WrestlingNews.co, quote, the reason why the shows have happened is because these states of North Dakota and South Dakota have low COVID cases, less than 1,000 in both states. Uh, he continues, I think Florida had 9,000 today alone. The venues are either outside or they are half capacity. We sold out tonight in Minot uh, with, I think, 50% capacity. And last night we were sold out in Sioux Falls, South Dakota with 35%. We hand out masks at the door. The temperature checks. We stay in the bus all day. The Fozzie crew and camp have been tested. Uh, of course, Jericho is slated to take on Orange Cassidy in a rematch of their Fighter Fest bout Wednesday. Uh, I am not sure if that's been taped already or not. So uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter saying, hey, Jericho, you did this. Uh, you should quarantine for two weeks so as not to potentially endanger the AEW roster. Yep. Um, so, you know, when I when I saw this, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm not going to try to defend Chris Jericho or Fozzie's decision to play shows. You know how I feel about that. Sure. Don't do it. Um, but if it's a situation where uh, this match with Cassidy is taped already, sit in the can, uh, he's kind of written off for a bit. Jericho decides, all right, I got two, three weeks. I'll play a couple shows. I could quarantine before I have to head back to AEW. I don't know if that's the plan. That's probably being optimistic. That might be giving Jericho the benefit of the doubt here. Uh, I'm hopeful that's the case. So there's more forethought into it as opposed to just, well, we haven't played a show in a few months. Let's go do a couple in a couple of states that are sparsely populated. That is why they don't have a whole lot of COVID cases. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the pictures from the concert were pretty disturbing, dude. Because here's the thing. You can have one person, one single person. And, dude, that in, that entire place will just be on fire with it. That's, that's how this thing works. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the brutal thing about COVID is, like, scientists are kind of shocked at just how easily transmittable it is. And so there have been cases where, like, one person will have it and 100 people at these super events will be infected. Yeah. And so when you have this giant, you know, I don't know if they have a literal mosh pit, but you've got like a ton of people. It's like, yeah, you can have 50% capacity, but if that entire 50% are huddled in together, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's still a doesn't lot matter. of people that are being exposed. Yep. Um, the bigger, th- or, or as it pertains to us talking about wrestling, it is going to be interesting to see how Tony Khan would handle a situation like this if Jericho does these shows and Tony Khan, as the owner of the company, feels, hey, I can't have him back for two weeks. If there's a clash between him and one of his top stars, I really hope he puts his foot down and says, hey, you know, with respect, uh, I can't have you back for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um so I, I really hope that's the case. You don't want an Eric Bischoff situation where wrestlers are putting Tony Khan in a closet. I really doubt that's going to be the case because he's the guy who's writing the checks. So yeah. I really doubt that'd be the case. Uh, there might be some awkward conversations in his future, and maybe they're they maybe they've already been had. Maybe they could have already, already had it. Maybe maybe it's a situation like I mentioned where where Jericho is like, okay, I'm not involved in anything for a little bit. Orange Cassidy's probably going to win on Wednesday. Uh, there might be an opportunity for me to take some time off here. I'll go play some shows uh, and then you know, quarantine for two or three weeks and then come back whenever they have the next thing ready for me. Mm. I don't know. Like I said, that's being optimistic. That's that's assuming that this has all been well thought out and planned. Um, I don't believe Jericho said anything to that effect on his stream on Saturday night. But then again, that yeah. might, you know, kayfabe wise, probably couldn't. Yeah. Um, if that was planned. I don't know. That's being optimistic about it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, I you know, Tony Khan, uh, he seems like a guy who's who knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and so I'm sure I you know I, I'd like to think that he would have no problem in saying, "Hey, dude, you know." All right, Dingham Q says uh, AEW is live this week, according to Tony Khan. Ah, okay. Well, there you well, go. So much for that. <laughs> um, what's the uh, so wait? The, I know that it could take up to two weeks where you're showing no symptoms. Does that include, uh, uh, in terms of getting an actual test, like it's showing positive or negative? Have you read anything about that? I mean, I think I don't know for certain. Like you're not I mean, you're I, not testing negative for two weeks. 
uh, when you first get it. Okay, you don't know. Okay, no, that's because I, I don't know. I don't know. I have an idea, but I want to give it to Finn of answer and have it be wrong. Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Jorge D claims the test can be negative in the first four to five days of infection. If we're if we're to take Jorge D at, uh, at his at his word there, I'm sure he's maybe looked it up. Um, so uh, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, decisions are to be made. Um, sad news. Uh, Kamala, also a real name, James Harris, passed away this weekend at the age of 70. Um, I know over the past couple of years, uh, he's had some uh, pretty nasty complications from diabetes. He's had, mm-hmm. I believe, both legs amputated mm-hmm. because of it. Uh, Jorge D also says, uh, Dr. Steve Winters also says four to five days. Jorge D says Renee got a negative in her first test, then tested positive in her second test five days later. Um, so, yeah, decisions will be made. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's sad about Kamala. Like I said, he's had yeah. complications, but, uh, but yeah, no, he was, he was, he was a big name back in the, back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely sad news for sure. Um, want to preview raw? Yeah, let's do that. First up who will fight in raw underground next. There's been some spoilers out there. We're not gonna get into them mm. about someone who could be involved in raw underground tonight. Mm. It's potentially very exciting. Ooh, awesome. Very cool. Um, I don't know about that. I don't want to know about it, so please don't spoil it in the comments I'm not below. I can say anything else about it. <clears throat> I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the comments. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm talking I'm talking to comment land. Uh, also, Asuka faces Bailey with a SummerSlam title opportunity hanging in the balance. That'll and be good. Finally, yeah, that will be good. Finally, Kevin Owens goes one-on-one against Randall Keith Orton. Kevin Owens is going to learn he should have let it breathe. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Uh, we're we gonna do this now. Or do you want to wait till the end of the show to do this? We could do we could we could do questions first and to do this later. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Let's answer some questions. Sounds good. All right. First up, here on the Twitter, I posted a thread, and I swear I have this thread. Uh, yeah, I thought I had it handy right and ready to read questions off. Oh, here we go. Perfect. D- Dale and Dula, uh, you've been selected to take a multiple year expedition to Pluto, the planet. I'm assuming. Yeah. Select two wrestlers to fill out your crew. They will assist you in your various assigned tasks and keep you entertained. Xavier Woods, number one. Yeah, I was going to say him as well. Definitely. 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 Oh, and then Max Moon, number two. He's okay. He's a well-traveled space. Why not Aerostar? Hmm. At least according to Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. he's either a space traveler and or a time traveler. Oh, I didn't know the space traveler thing was in there. I yeah, was so maybe... Traveler. So maybe, well, if he's a time traveler, he could uh, maybe uh, get you to Pluto much quicker than it would through any sort of traditional um, the fiend, uh, spacecraft. The fiend theoretically could teleport there. But is there a limit? Is there a limit to his teleportation range? That's really the question. Unknown. Unknown. Exactly. Anthony put together a five-man squad of current wrestlers to pull off a GTA-style heist. One from WWE, one from AEW, one from New Japan, one from Impact, and a wild card. Um, if you're a what? If I'm a what? No, a GTA heist. Oh, for, oh, wow. Great question, because I want to do one of those soon. Um, <clears throat> with wrestlers. All right. Well, you need the, you need brains. So the architect. Yeah. Let's go with Seth. Why not? Yeah, so I got to Seth. He's my WB guy. For, uh, you need some muscle. But the Lance muscle. Archer. Oh, no. I would go with Big E for the muscle, because these days the muscle, and like, like for example, Batista, Drax in Guardians, he's yeah. the muscle of the Guardians, but he's also a comedic figure. So I'm going to go with Big E. Don't you remember that Lance Archer shoved the dude up in up in the ceiling? That was hilarious. Lance Archer's my muscle. Next, uh, you need a computer wizard, Sammy Callahan. Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'll, I'll go with SmackDown hacker. You get, no, it's one for each promotion, man. One WWE, one AEW, one New Japan, one Impact, and a wild card. If you're gonna have Big E as your muscle, that's 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 your WWE and your wild card. Okay. Impact. Wait. Yeah, no. you need someone from AEW still too. Oh, um, I'll go with, uh, uh, oh, we got a raid from Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. Oh, thanks, Ricky. Hi, Ricky. Good to see Hi, you, Ricky. buddy. We're talking about wrestling today. Oh, look at that. He also subbed. Thanks, Ricky. Aww. You'll get our bonus episodes now. Yeah. <clears throat> go check out internet today, everybody. Why is yeah, my the door being open right now? They're the best. But I locked that thing. Uh, I don't know who's good with computers over there in AEW. 
Is the librarian? They got computers at libraries. Yeah, there you go. You Leva want Bates. Avalon or Leva Bates? Leva Bates. For, from Impact, who do you got? Uh, from Impact, I'll go with... Um, I'll go with... So, like, wasn't... Uh, 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 what's Affleck's younger brother name? Casey. Casey. Wasn't Casey and, like, Scott Kahn, like, the comedic duo in the Oceans movies? Mm-hmm. So my comedic duo would be the Motor City Machine Guns. Okay, that's good. I like them. They and have a cool look. From, they look like they got the guys that could pull off a heist. Yeah, that's good. Uh, someone from New Japan. I'm going to go with Minoru Suzuki. Oh, that's a good one. Well, that's your answer for every New Japan question. I'm going to go outside the box. Because there's always a good answer. I'm going to go outside the box. Guy knows about pulling off heists. The crown jewel. He's named that because he he stole a crown jewel. No, I think it's supposed to be like he's top dude in Bullet Club. That's why. There you go. Jewel. He's top dude. I got close. I my mean, door. his his win loss record doesn't really indicate that. Uh, Mr. Triple Mania, Juan Guerrero Jr. If you could pick one and only one, would you rather see Lesnar versus Riddle or Lesnar versus Keith Lee? Lesnar versus uh, Keith Lee. I don't know. I, I because Lesnar respects Keith Lee. I don't know that he respects Matt Riddle. I don't think he does, and that's why I might lean towards that one because it's it could be really oh. awkward, especially if Riddle is booked to go over. He, well, okay, if Riddle's booked to go over, then yeah, but that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, probably not. That is not gonna happen. Uh, Patrick Sparks, what are three things that could be done to improve Raw Underground, and what are three things to ruin it? So uh, we actually did a video where we fantasy booked the first year of Raw Underground. All sorts of great ideas uh, as far as how to make it better. I had a couple. Um, I had like a couple good ideas, but I, I feel like I could have done better. Yeah, I like the premise of the video though. It didn't do terribly well, but it's it's new. Give it's it time. New. Give it time. Yeah, new. Uh, so three things to do to ruin it. Um, like not do it anymore oh uh format it <laughs> format it in the way that it was formatted on raw where it was like in fits and starts um like it would just go like but give it a, an entire third hour and then you're good but just yeah. this whole like oh we're gonna cut back to it every once in a while is no good yeah structure uh your son christopher kaufman what attire does pat mcafee come out for his match a singlet trunks jeans and a shirt football gear Football gear with Pash, maybe even something else. What do you guys think? He's going to come out with this tuxedo short thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. The tuxedo shorts. Yeah. Uh, Tim just asked, why, Steve? Why would he even? Why do you even read that question? Because it's Tim. So? Then get a pass. Nick. I hope he's doing been... okay. His like foot was all busted up. Yeah. Nick, uh, there have been a f- some fans criticizing NXT for trying new things, like the Robert Stone brand tank angle. Or the Pat McAfee segment saying it's hurting, saying it's hurting NXT. Where do you guys stand to some of the criticism? Thanks, friendos. I'm, I, I mean, uh, NXT was getting kind of one note, one dimensional, a bit of a slog. Cause it took itself. I felt like it took itself too seriously. It was a chore I for like, a spell. I like that they're they're bringing some more uh, comedic elements to the show, some more characters. Uh, I thought the Pat McAfee stuff was great. Uh, the 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 tank angle was fun. Um, I have no problem with any of it. it. It lightens the show, lightens the mood of the show up. Because yeah, it was getting to be a bit of a chore. I'm about so, it. All I'm for about it. it. I'm about it. It's as long as it's well done. I'm about it. They bring in retribution, a bunch of little tiny people like ripping up the stuff. I'm not about it. L, uh, what seems more likely to happen? Eric Bischoff back as an on-screen figure in AEW, or Sid being inducted into the Hall of Fame? Is Sid going to the Hall of Fame? Bischoff said that his appearance on AEW was just a cameo. Didn't seem like he had any interest in resuming a sort of full-time. Why hasn't Sid uh, been in the character. Hall of Fame yet, man? Uh, I don't know. Should be. He should be. He definitely should be. Uh, Greg Morris, if Underground becomes a smash hit and sticks around as a third hour of Raw, could it work in an arena with fans? It would be kind of cool. I could, if look, if they if they did the thing where they kept it in like a warehouse thing, then maybe not. Because like they'd have to just show it on a big screen, and that'd kind of suck for fans in the arena. But if they did a thing where take the ropes off, get some like like a one spotlight. Here's an idea. Yeah. And granted, they, they, I don't think they could do this everywhere because it's a very 
at Madison Square Garden, you have the main arena. I believe downstairs there's a smaller theater. Um, so in in instances like that where there's either a smaller venue within the same building as the arena or, or nearby, yeah, you could say, all right, part of your ringsider package, you're dropping five hundred bucks to get that ringside seat. Guess what? You got to go to either the the, the oh, pre or post show taping idea. of Raw Underground. Oh, what a great idea! That's good. So yes, it would work absolutely. Um, let's see here. You'd have to, the fans would have to sign a hold the harmless agreement though. Yeah, well, you have get, to change up some close. of the things. Yeah, let's change up some of the things. You need like barricades uh, and stuff. Yeah, Captain Marvelous, do you get? Did you get the package I sent from Jorge Uribe? Probably this week when Larson gets back, I'll we'll open up the rest of this mail. Uh, that sounds familiar though. Mr. Sinister, what are the odds of getting a Keith Lee versus Big E program? If it was ever to happen, what pay-per-view would be would it be best at? WrestleMania. Main event WrestleMania. I agree. Screw it. We'll do it right now. Jorge Uribe. Oh wow. We're gonna differ on this one. Uh Ryan Supernova, mac and cheese or mashed potatoes and gravy as a side. Which wrestler most likely to say both? I'm all about I'm not a mac and cheese guy. I'm not really a cheese guy, period. So and I love me some good mashed potatoes and gravy. I so, love me that. some mashed potatoes, but a, a good mac and cheese. I wouldn't. I'll put it this way. I actually would not say. I would not choose mac and cheese, ten out of ten. I would choose it probably seven out of ten. Certain meals I definitely would prefer to have mashed potatoes with. Uh, let's see here. This is from Jorge. Uh, some years ago, I walked into a store and saw the official WWE rule book. Uh, I was so excited, but then I opened the book and saw that it was just a bunch of, uh, just a dumb sketchbook. I felt angry and, and insulted, like WWE was just selling me trash because I would pay for anything with their logo. I've always heard if you don't like something, then make your own. So I did. Oh Thanks wow! Thanks to Brian Zane from Wrestling with Regret, I created my own book explaining the rules of wrestling. I hope this oh, is something fantastic. you and your kids can enjoy. Thanks for all you do, Captain Marvel. That's so awesome! Look at that. That's, That's cool. great. It's That's pro, so cool. pro animal wrestling. And yeah, it's like a kid's book, but for wrestling rules. That's that is amazing. Fantastic. That's fantastic. That is awesome. Man, I can't wait to take a look at that. That's great. That's great. I Thank love you it. so Thank much. Thank you, Jorge. Kid, uh, NJWP, are you looking forward to Battlegrounds, the video game? It might be some fun. It's not a full price title, so that seems fair. It was like 40 bucks? Yeah, I think so. If it's 40 bucks, uh, I will keep an open mind. I'll, I'll look. I like, I like having stuff to do for our patrons. So we'll probably pay, play it for our pay. Maybe we'll do like a. Maybe we'll do it as part of our. When does it come out? Soon. Well, here's the thing too. Depending on uh, the extent of the customization, given the issues that we've had with uh, the 2K19 oh, server. Oh yeah, I know. That might have to be the fill-in until. Uh, I'm fine with that. Let me take a look. Bat WWE Battlegrounds. It All comes right, Will out. Will Combs has a question. Hey Steve, who are your top three favorite Star Trek characters? And Larson, who are your top three favorite guitarists? Three favorite Star Trek characters, Steve. Uh, Picard, Spock, and uh, Miles O'Brien. No Cisco. I love Cisco. I think he's great. Look, there's a, I can have like a top ten, and I don't know who to put number one. Mm -hmm. Cisco's great. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. Top three guitarists, I guess, uh, Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Probably Kevin Shields from My Bloody Valentine. The third spot would be a tie between Thurston Moore and Lee Ronaldo from Sonic Youth. Hugh Longheavy, if SummerSlam is on a beach, what should Retribution do a bad job of vandalizing? <laughs> we'll tip over our lifeguard uh, stations, tear down volleyball nets. Yeah. Um. Maybe steal some stuffed <laughs> animals from the midway on the boardwalk. Kick some sand in some nerd's face. There you go. Uh, let's see here. So that comes out September, what did it say? September 13th, I think. September 18th. So right. uh, let's see here. So what if we did our stream? The 18th is a Friday. What if we did it that, like, that oh. weekend? All right, that's fine. That sounds good. I'm down to do that. Just play cool. a bunch of Battlegrounds, Get like have that's some cool. friendos do some character creations. Uh, Adrian C here with the bits with Bianca attacking Zelina on her Twitch stream over the weekend. That was great. That, that was, was great. great. Uh, do you think they'll bring it up on TV as well? Also, what wrestlers should we see do Twitch storyline crossovers? That was so inventive. That was so creative. I love that they did that. 
What are I you really doing in do. my house? That was great. By the way, <laughs> Twitch took that clip down. However, it exists on our Instagram page at oh. at, 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 at Steve and Larson. So go uh, go follow our Instagram page. That was so good. Zelina was, what are you doing in my house? What the hell are you great. doing in my house? That was great. Blake Elizondo, am I living in a bubble or is it insane that the fans who constantly praise even the slightest long-term story are constantly blamed for WB's short-term drop it if it's cold, if it's not over to weak style of writing? Uh, he says Rollins is just trolling or just uninformed, uninformed of what fans want. He 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 very recklessly like stands his own company. Yeah, that's his deal. That's what he always does. Uh, Eric, given that Bailey's opponent for SummerSlam will be determined by the Rumble match, Battle Royal match that includes all brands, who do you see coming out of it? Could we see an NXT call up? Thank you, friendos. You know, dude. Whenever we do something that like doesn't work, doesn't pay off, we're trying something new, and the fans and you know our audience doesn't respond, or an audience doesn't respond. Who do I never blame? Our audience. I don't blame the audience either. You know, it's like okay, what can we do we different? Done better. What can yeah. we do different? What can we do better to like enhance their experience so that they will exactly. be into it? Exactly. Uh, Lord Ziffer, when the ro- with the rosters the way they are now, what do you guys think the two world title matches at Mania 37 will be? Uh, 37. I, dude, it's it's not until April. I'm saying Roman's going to be back. Roman will be in the main event. Roman versus The Fiend. Yeah, I think that's going to be the case. And then Randy versus Edge. Uh, Hey, that's not bad. Uh, melancholic Murph with the recent poisoning storyline, other shenanigans. What other random movie and weird storyline tropes would you like to see? Uh, also, who should take the belt off Drew? Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Randall Keith Orton won the belt at SummerSlam. Um, yeah, I would, I would actually like to see that. It'd be cool. Um, what other movie tropes? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of saw it with like a. I would like to see like a Cerno de Bergerac type thing. <laughs> oh, all right. Or like, or like there's like a love storyline. But like, how about this? It's a lo- it's like a love storyline where this uh, uh, guy is trying to get with uh, a girl, right? And she's like, "Wow, but can you perform in the ring?" And so he decides to like don a mask, but he has his friend who's like a really good wrestler don the same mask. And so he wrestles for him. All right. <laughs> and impresses her. But then she's like, oh, I just liked you deep down, even though you're a crap wrestler. Wasn't that like the basic gist of Cerno de Bergerac? It was like a guy yeah. who like, couldn't speak or something like that. Yeah, more or less. Because that was uh, Roxanne, the Steve Martin movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. based on that story where, yeah. yeah. That firefighter dude was was not good in terms of communication, so he had Steve Martin help him out with that. Mm-hmm. But then, didn't she fall in love with Steve Martin? Uh huh. That kind of because she found out that he was the one, I guess, writing the the, the love letters. Or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So my I got it wrong. Like she would end up liking the guy who's actually the good wrestler. In my yeah. mind, I don't know why I have Otis in my mind. Uh, fear and loathing is cereal a soup? No. 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 Why Mask. wouldn't it be why wouldn't it be a soup? I think soup has to be cooked. Milk isn't considered a broth. Isn't like isn't well, soup I mean, like, to have like clam chowder, the, the broth is cream based. Yeah. So but I, it's not cooked. Cereal isn't cooked. Mm. Does it have to be? I guess it has to be, huh? I think so. Even cold soup, I think you cook it first. Is tomato chill. soup? Tomato soup cooked? You gotta cook that, right? Yeah, you gotta cook the tomatoes. You can't just blend up tomatoes. I'm not like a big soup guy. I'm not the person to ask about soup. Uh, Nast, you can pick any game developer besides 2K to make the next WB game in 2021. Who do you pick and what game they made previously is the reason you chose them? Well, of course, it's THQ. (laughs) It's it's THQ and the development team behind all the great N64 wrestling games. Give me Rockstar. Then they made GTA. (laughs) <laughs> that's what made me choose that it's my favorite game ever uh, uh, let's see here uh, Jake Housen with David Arquette previewing a trailer for his documentary on his career in the indies 
Which independent wrestler would you like to see in a documentary or docu-series? You guys might recognize some familiar faces in that David Arquette documentary. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of the the the, the hardcore wrestlers um, would have some interesting stories. Nick Gage. Yes, exactly. That guy did a bid. Mm-hmm. Like, legitimately. Uh, Anthony Tobias with Xavier Woods wanting to wrestle Kenny Omega. Do you think this will ever happen? If it does, uh, who other wrestlers should do, or which other wrestlers should do company versus company matches? So, yeah, Xavier Woods talked about that, I believe, over mm-hmm. the weekend. Um, I think that'd be great. SmackDown uh, Hacker versus Sammy Callahan. There you go. <laughs> and we still have no idea who SmackDown Hacker is. Rich Nason, Dirty Rich. Uh, Michaela asks if you think all ranch dressing tastes the same. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. tasted. There's like there's actually bad ranch dressing out there. There is. There is. There I'm, is. I'm a fan of the ranch, but there is some bad ranch out there. Yeah, there is. There is a difference. There is actually quite a difference. Uh, Brock the Rock. What, in your opinion, has been the best feud of 2020 so far? It's got to be Orton Edge, right? It was pretty good. Yeah, the Mania match wasn't great, but the other one was really good. All the promo stuff was really good. There's a lot of pieces in place right now for some really good feuds. Like I think I'll put it this way: by December, it's gonna be Sasha Bailey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's gonna be the case. Kenny yeah. T, <clears throat> have you guys thought about continuing any of the WWE 2K stuff at some point? Um, I've got Lobotomy uh, reborn on standby. If so, yeah, we'd love to do some of that stuff. Unfortunately, WWE 2K19 servers are completely and totally bunk. We can't play a match against each other from our homes. So, yeah, we haven't tried in a little bit because uh, it was just... We haven't yeah. tried. It's only been four days since we tried. We tried like yeah. on Thursday or something. Yeah, I guess that's true. Sean, if AEW gets a second show on TV, what should it be called? If AEW gets a second show? Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck it. Just call it Nitro. There you go. Thunder. <laughs> Sean Barlow. Hey, Steven Larson. With uh, Pat punting Adam Cole, this is the start of his babyface turn, right? If so, he's going to be one of, if not the most over babyfaces in the company, as Adam Cole just seems like the most likable dude. But does that mean he splits from Undisputed Era? No, I don't think it means he splits. I don't think that means they split up at all. I don't even think it means that he's a babyface. I think he's just going to be Adam Cole, just maybe slightly less of a jerk. I think that's what him, like, in storylines against people, like, that are bad would look like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Nason, what's the weirdest food you put ketchup on? He says scrambled eggs. I don't think that's weird. Like, ketchup on eggs is not that uncommon. I've had that before. Yeah. Hash brown, same I thing. I went through a phase when I would do that, yeah. Uh, Jake Housen, who's making a deep fake of Steven Larson with this meme? Oh, ha! Yeah, the uh, the Kevin Nash whiteboard mm-hmm. one. Nobody's done that yet. Uh, let's see here. That's a good question from S8. Do you guys miss seeing each other and hang out in the office together during these times, or, you, or are you kind of tired of your families yet? Keep up the good work, friendos. Uh, do I miss seeing you in person? I guess I've just gotten used to not seeing you in person. Um, I don't, I'll I'll be honest. I don't miss the office. I don't miss that. It is funny that given that we've been doing this now for five months, four months, Mm -hmm. almost exactly five months. Yeah. There are entire, like there are people who have come to our show, especially since like from Quizlemania, Mm -hmm. who don't know what it's like to see us with each other, assuming they haven't gone to our back catalog. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting to me. So it will be weird to do this. It, it will be weird to do this again when things have settled down. But I think the plan, you know, granted everything could change, uh, is this will still be the, the common template. This is going to be the, 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 the standard, but like one day a week we'll get together, film some yeah, stuff. We'll, like do, yeah. we'll do like my, my idea was come over here on Monday. We'll film news beef. Uh, we'll maybe film another video, do some stuff where it's obvious that we're still like around each other. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is, this is by far the preferred way to go for like a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think you and I have seen each other enough over the past 25 years to like be good. 
<laughs> yeah, we don't have to see each other ever again, really. Just Zoom call is sufficient. <laughs> like, I can move. You can move. If we wanted to move, oh, I know. we can move, and we'd be fine. Um, so, uh, and who knows? Maybe when things get back to normal, you coming over here on Mondays, that might last two weeks, and then we'll be like, yeah, we don't really need it. I think the one thing that, that benefits from us being together, in theory, is, is pay-per-view stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, the watch along uh, stuff that. that could be fun I doing that, that person again, and that that would help make those really feel like special events. Because hey, yeah. look, we're gonna be in the same room together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, that's all the questions we got here. All right, fair enough. All right, thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, be sure to smash that like button. Let us drop us a comment. I probably should have said that earlier. Drop us a comment some at some place here <laughs> now. Thank you. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the Friendo Care Package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.